Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Black Suits Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap mom out here. All furnace again. Let's go. And before we start, I just wanted to share a thought I had today, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm slightly worried, but yeah. Should... <laughs> so I was just thinking, if men had the ability to orgasm, without ejaculating, there would be so many more free council flats. What? (laughs) He has already hung his head. (laughs) What? At the risk risk of everything I believe, why did you, what what was the context? Where were you when you thought this? Wow, you read the book. How how did you get there? How did you get there? Because if if men could come without coming, then (laughs) there would (laughs) there would be less girls getting pregnant, which means less single mothers, which will mean less single mothers taking up all the council flats, which means more council flats for everyone else. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so, because there's there's something about it being a participant event, like someone else being involved. Car- oh, no, 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 What I'm saying is, like, the, the guy could still have sex and come, but when you orgasms, there's no semen coming out. Okay. If, okay. if we could do that, if we could do that, game changer. Uh... But then, then man, some man will be spiteful. But yeah, I think, I think there's, there's always... You can't, you, you can't help everyone, did it? Yeah. There's always, there's always something to, to say about something. But yeah, that's, that's a random, that's a random thought. Pierce just remains silent. That, you know you say that, it reminds me of this meme where the guy busted that and he was like, you know, you make a good single mother. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I forgive you, people. <laughs> Do you know what? I've actually seen one worse, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's too early see. in the podcast for this. Too early Bro, hey, if it was a Smash Brothers thing, yeah, it would have been a different conversation right now. But, but Pete, Pete, is, Pete is like making this thing a bit more PG, so we'll keep, we'll keep it like that. How? <laughs> By your presence. Yeah, I failed already. <laughs> Stop anyway. being so prude. Prude? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> should we go to say I swear Peter's going to be packing heat for, for you right now. I'm sorry, not sorry. Uh, sorry, no, sorry. I'm in the hot seat. Not even. I, I've had a random thought as well, actually. Hey, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not as exciting to you. Uh, it won't be as exciting to you. But if the fellas on the furnace, all three, had to fight it out, hunger, hunger, hunger game style, who would survive, and why? Uh, probably Peter. I won't survive. My wife said I won't survive. <laughs> <laughs> I think just because Peter's got like some some sort of like military training and mm. I feel like Peter would be the first to, to, to like happily kill the, the, the evil of, of us yep facts <laughs> facts especially after that opening to the episode yeah absolutely I, I thought you were going to be a, a lot less humble than I've done that but okay I think Peter would struggle for like a fraction of a second with his conscience and then just be like every man for himself this is why I'm learning grappling to take mine up. <laughs> <laughs> to take mine up. But slightly, I feel like 
I, there's a part of me that feels like Robert and I may team up against you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what happened? <laughs> do you know what happened? Me and Moses would team up against Peter. <laughs> I would back away and and, and you two fight to the death. <laughs> And then the one who's weakened, I'll just go for the start one. The, back. <laughs> the thing is, so I was thinking, I, I thought, I don't know why. I, I was thinking Robert will say some, no, um, Mo would go on some entrepreneurial stuff and be like, oh, he'd figure out the quickest alliance and make the most money and he, he'd, uh, <laughs> he'd, he'd find a way to survive that way. Oh, most, um, most, most death. Most death. I, I thought it was just between the three of us. Like, it's just us three on the battlefield. Well, no, I was thinking, like, Hunger Games, like, we get, we all get thrown in. How do you, how, who's surviving, how? Fam, I'm, I'm, I'm turning Monopoly, man. I'm making these moves. You two will get caught lacking, and then, you like, your bodies will be dragged to me. And I'll be sitting there, like, yes. But, yeah. I think, I think if, if it was, like, a one-on-one thing, Pete, Peter would, hands down. But you know what, yeah, I, I slightly want to reconsider that because even Peter's wife was like, "They'll take you out." So yeah. I think she well, she knows something you, that we don't know. See, immediately it was like, "You won't survive." I'm like, Thank, <laughs> "Thank you for the vote of confidence, babe." Yeah. <laughs> right, no, um, yeah. Completely random, but yeah. So my question, Robert, I don't think I've ever asked you a deeply theological question. And I've, I've, I've done that. I've done that on purpose, but unfortunately today I'm gonna I'm gonna drop you in, in the deep. And it's not deeply theological, but I've been wrestling with this, and I've tried to do some research, and I haven't really come to anything conclusive. So I'm gonna. I've, that's what I was hoping it was Peter, so I'd be able to throw it out to him. But you're gonna catch this this bullet anyways. What's What's the difference, if any, between theology and doctrine? <laughs> if any <laughs> I love this face yeah I'll pass this over to Peter Peter can take it <laughs> what's your thoughts on it though like what, so, what you... in, in doing the research um, theology is um, is the study of God Mm-hmm. is thinking about who God has presented himself to be. And so it's think and theology is is not limited to Christianity. So like every religion or any philosophy can have theology in the sense of they can think about a deity and how they communicate themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's thinking about the person, it's thinking about a deity and studying a deity. Whilst mm-hmm. doctrine is more so um again from a Christian perspective, it's almost taking what he is, how he has communicated himself and what he has communicated and learning through that how we ought to live. So doctrine is more teaching and understanding. Mm-hmm. And the scriptures that they use was more so in line with Jesus when he was saying, um, the words I teach or what the teachings that I come with on my own, they're, they're the fathers. And the word, the Greek word that was used was is similar to is the word that is used for doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when Paul says to Timothy, like meditate, um, um, like doctrine is is beneficial for reproof and teaching and stuff. And so there's something mm-hmm. about um, living out within doctrine, whilst mm-hmm. theology is just thinking about who God has communicated Himself to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like th- um, who is Peter, as opposed to how does Peter want us to live? Yeah. So I mean, I, I was gonna. The immediate thing that came to mind for me was that almost theology is man-made and doctrine is God-made. Mm. In the sense of theology okay. has always been... It, theology seems to be an academic pursuit mm. um, of, as you said, the study of God. And as you said, it's not limited to Christianity, so it's the study yeah. of any sort of de- deity. Yeah. But doctrine is... And, you know, I, I'd say theology man-made doctrine god made because back in you know like you said back in biblical times it wasn't so much about the academic pursuit of who god is those that seem to do that were maybe the sadducees and the pharisees and they pride themselves on debates and whatnot but what was more important was pleasing god and you do that by 
following the doctrines that are presented in the word and thus um i i would say yeah that's the difference is theology is man's academic pursuit of god doctrine is god's instruction the god's yeah. desired behavior of man sort of thing mm. and i think it, it would it would be good to for the listeners anyways to provide some sort of context for this because it's almost like there's a um, there's a we should have a desire to know God um, and we should have a desire to like live and walk and be who and how he's created us to be um, and it's, it's not it's not even trying to wrestle with which one is greater as in whether theology is better than doctrine or anything like that there's a degree to which they both kind of go hand in hand where the more we know about God, the more we're able to understand how he wants us to live and be able to like translate those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like for some people, they're just like, I want, I want to know how to, how to be a good Christian and stuff. And so they start studying theology mm-hmm. when it's just more so doctrine where it's like, it's like the doctrine of whatever. Mm-hmm. can then inform how we ought to live in certain contexts as opposed to just studying pure theology which is just an academic pursuit um not always leading to the end that you would hope it would do um but yeah and interestingly the word theology never actually occurs in the bible not surprised at all but doctrine does predominantly within the new testament but mm. um doctrine the word doctrine does um even from jesus himself so yeah that's i just find mm. it interesting Mm. Sorry to throw you in the deep end, Robert. It's cool. I was never going to have an answer for that question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Cool. All right. So, you get into it now? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Jolly good. All right. So, a bit more of a serious episode this episode. A bit more of a serious topic this episode. No, even that doesn't sound right. A bit more well, of a serious that's... episode. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. So, some if you're in the London world of London, <laughs> to be said, <laughs> let me be serious. All right. So, if you're in London, you may know of a certain church where a certain pastor had to step down because he was doing certain things. Mm. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. I don't, fam. Why well, go after that? Fam, I put that in the group and you ignored it because you're a pagan. Did you? Uh, you actually not know. No, hold on. Let me let me get into the group. I may I may know it, but <laughs> okay. Yes. So basically, no, there was. Legit doesn't rate us, you know. Completely it ignoring doesn't... messages in the group. Oh, do you know what? I responded to the message before that. You did, yeah. But well, I, I took for granted that you'd have read it. No, I didn't, I didn't read it. I didn't read that still. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I'm, I'm, I'm on it now. Yeah, I, okay, I know so this church. Up? I know this church. I'm trying to see the pastor that stepped down. Is his picture on it? It's the main guy. It's the main guy. Oh, oh swear God, down. Pictures. You only read books yeah. with pictures, yeah. Um, trust me. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. So basically, there was a bit of um, ha! spiritual. Ha! spiritual Moses, shush, I'm trying to tell you what's happening. There was a bit of spiritual bullying, a bit of just not being nice, a bit of sexual immorality kind of stuff. And apparently this has been going on for years. He had to step down for a year at one point. He came back. And because of the way that the system of the church was, it was like him at the top, the elders underneath, and then the church, which meant that there wasn't very much room for people to... Um, had their grievances about him because he was basically HR of the church. Um, and yeah, and so some allegations from um, current and I think past churchgoers came up and there's been an, an a independent investigation and he's had to step down. Um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, he hasn't been doing stuff for about a month now. I think I think that's when this this question, the story started coming out. But I think they officially, the church officially made a statement about it like sometime this week. Mm. So that's what happened. Um, so he's been he stepped down for over a month. 
And only when, like, things started coming out, the church made an official statement. No, 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 no. So, so, no, so that, 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 the, the, the allegations start coming out about a month ago, which was when he mm. stepped down, like, to activate the Twitter. I think his Instagram's still up, though. Yeah, but, like, he wasn't, like, preaching on, on like, Sundays and stuff. Um, and, yeah, but he's been made to, to, like, step down indefinitely. Yeah. Another another day, another church, another madness kind of thing. Um, don't really want to talk about that um, that specific situation, but I was having a conversation about it, and an interesting point came up, and I wanted to to, to like throw it to you guys. Um, in that, you know, we hear all these stories about these pastors doing this and doing that to congregation members, and da da da, and it seems that the most that ever happens to them is they have to step down. Mm. Like it's very rarely that you hear of a pastor being sent to prison for stuff that he's done. Mm. And I was thinking, I was thinking, like, is can you the the way the law is now? Can can a pastor be sent to jail for spiritual abuse, or is that outside of the realm of the law? As in UK law, not. I guess it, it will depend on how they phrase or how they frame mm. spiritual abuse. If it's mm. if it's bullying, if it's um, affecting someone's mental health, so it's sort of mental mental bullying, I guess. Um, then yeah, it, it falls under the remit of of the law. But it, again, what what it, it would come down to what 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 do you even mean by spiritual bullying? Does that make sense? Is it just bullying in a spiritual in a in a in an environment that's supposed to be spiritual, or like even like how spiritual, spiritual manipulation, or like spiritual manipulation. So like I remember. So reading again, that. again, my question is: what when you when you put spiritual in front of it, what are you saying? That is the person in the spiritual realm manipulating? Are they doing like no. to, to your spirit? Man's got a really though. <laughs> you get what I mean? Sticking needles. Yeah, so 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 so, I think. So I, I think I'm talking more using. God and your position as mm. like a minister of something to, yeah. to, to manipulate. Yeah. So, so like I remember reading a position of power or a position yeah. of yeah. that's the same sort of abuse that a teacher that has inter, you know relations with a student is doing or a boss that does stuff to their you know employees is yeah. the same sort of, that's an abuse of power and abuse of a position of authority a position of trust. Yeah. Um, but when we put spiritual in front of things, I think we need to be mindful of what connotations we're 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 attaching to that. If if you get what I mean. Yeah, I think yes, I do. I I, I get what you're saying as well, and I think the um, the emphasis and <laughs> forgive my crudeness, but the emphasis may be more on the Pentecostal side. Um, and that's why I said forgive my crudeness. It might be a generalization that wasn't necessarily warranted <clears throat> but when i was um part of my training um i had to do safeguarding training and within the safeguarding training there there was like considerable chunks dedicated to spiritual abuse and it being recognized as a safeguarding um issue, issue. Mm-hmm. and so and and like the way it plays out can very much fall under even neglect or abuse or malconduct or just manipulation and stuff like that by recognizing that you're using faith or a religious belief as the basis upon which you're then enacting these things um and so from from my exposure to it whenever it says spiritual abuse it's very much from the understanding of faith as they're almost like the entry point for this to happen so it's almost like a father may abuse or mother may abuse their child and that's the, they may just phrase that as like parental neglect or whatever um mm. but the parental only just almost um, denotes the avenue through which that abuse was almost established the relationship through which that was established <clears throat> um so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah. so, 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 so like example be like an example that comes to mind is like apparently like Ravi Zachariah would go around telling women not to tell what they were doing because of all the people's salvation that will be lost as a result of him um mm. being found out. Mm-hmm. Um and so he was free to do what he was doing. 
and like like a Bible verse that comes to mind is I can't, I can't remember I can't remember who it was, but they were saying that um, if we have disputes with our brother, don't go and take them to to, to like the jails to go sort it out. It was Paul, man like Paul in Corinth, first Corinthians. Yeah, and. And I guess that sounds good for like little things, but like when it comes to the big things like this, should do you think the church should be doing more to try and get people prosecuted for their actions? It, it, when you say it sounds good for little things, I think it betrays um, it betrays maybe something we've missed in the first place because I think Paul puts that in place almost with a presumption that we are a church living as a church should mm. and so there is genuine love there's genuine mm. care for one another under which circumstances mm. if there is perfect love then it covers a multitude of mm. sin not mm. that it allows for that sin to exist and fester but that it doesn't seek to almost publicly shame or unnecessarily publicly shame where there is true accountability there's true rehabilitation that can be effected outside of you know just putting it on display as we see with joseph and mary joseph wanting to divorce her secretly so as to not bring her shame there wasn't like you know when, when he found out that she was pregnant and she said it was it was by it was by the lord <laughs> um and so i think when Paul says that, that's what he means. And that applies to everything. It applies to the small and to the big. But mm. the reality of the situation is, as, as you say, you know, maybe it's not as, um, we're not, the church rarely seldom actually is living as a church should. Um, yeah. I do want to say, just going back a, a second, because it, it, it will stick with me. The Rabbi Zacharias thing, his wife has come out to say, and his son has said, and, you know, of course they are biased parties, but they have said that they haven't found any evidence of what has been said. So either he was a master manipulator and managed to save it from, or prevent them from seeing it, which could very well be the case, or there's been a large-scale attack on his legacy and his person, on, on, on his character, which is also a possibility but I just want to say that and put that out there because I feel like the society we're in now there's no room for that there's no room for actually maybe he didn't do that especially when it comes to a sexual abuse it's either he did or you know he did and there's no there's no room for well what if you know we can't say the victim well, either he did or he did yeah which is he, facts which is facts so I, I just want to put that out there that his wife and his son have both come out in fairly, um, uh, you know, fairly grounded uh, arguments said they can't find evidence of it. And I want to, I want that to be out there. Um, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say um, <clears throat> in, in, in partial agreement with what Pia said, I say partial loosely because it is in agreement but just providing more context from a different perspective. So in agreement that um, context in terms of First Corinthians is definitely key, but a context that I wanted to throw in was that the Corinthians were living so wild and reckless. Mm. They were li- they were so wild. Um, to the point where it's like, <laughs> my man's sleeping with his dad's wife. Like, things are just happening. Yeah. They're praising him. Their man are doing stuff with, like, um, idol worshippers and them things there. Like, everything is just a mess. But yet, Paul still calls them saints. He still calls them, sat, like, chosen by God and something that they should, should still strive for. And I think there's an element of calling them to the position that they ought to be standing in, even as they move forward. Um, and I think... Um, I, I could be mistaken, but I believe the issues that they were taking each other to court for was along the lines of what Robert was saying and that it was like minor wrongs and he was just like why not rather take that L as opposed to take them to to to, to like a judge but I I do see the need I do see the need for um holding leaders accountable to the extent of the law when they abuse their power yeah. Um I I do very much see like a cause for that where if if a pastor or whatever has been found to be embezzling the tithe or whatever or like 
um, sexually abusing people or spiritually manipulating situations, like if the fullness of the law, because I think that speaks to something of um, the church, how the church takes seriously this, the, the state of their people and, this, and safeguarding their, their congregation. To know that we haven't just slapped this person on this wrist and told them to go sit down and be quiet and just hibernate for a month and then come back. But now it's like, we value you guys. And we're like, this guy has committed an offense, a legal offense. And so he should be held to that. He should be held accountable to it. Like if, I, I feel like if we held our leaders accountable, the church would be in a, in, would be one step towards being in a better place. Uh, no, so I definitely agree, and I, I didn't get around to answering um, that question itself. The, the, the main question you actually asked, Robert, but I think it's worth noting that we are we are a Gentile society. You know, we're, we're not. You know, when when Israel was, um, I say it was it, Israel when they were looked after by God Himself. It was like the rule was. Um, you know, they, they had a system of self-policing and so eye for an eye, you know, leg for a leg, the avenger of blood can come and find you, so, so, stuff like that. There was very much... So, a... let, me, let me just jump in here. Picture, Usman was still running an eye for an eye and the pastor tried to do a madness. My goodness. <laughs> quite literally, quite literally. My you know, goodness. There was Man, they will run place. upon you. Are you mad? <laughs> Sister in place, you need to go to a city of refuge and wait till the high priest dies. Like <laughs> there was, there was a system in place for self policing. But in Gentile society, there's also still rules and and still laws that um, govern community. And I think, yeah, absolutely, the church should pursue the full extent of the law against people that you know commit. You know, there's there's there there is the element of rehabilitation there is the element of oh. accountability but also mm-hmm. there's element of you know submitting to authority which yeah. god says we should do christ paid taxes even though you know arguably he shouldn't so i still think those things should be observed absolutely so why do you think they aren't observed well i are they not because i think well there will always be lawyers isn't it there will always be lawyers that will defend any mm. criminal lawyers and for most of these things, it ends up being, you know, especially with like the fraud cases, they're able to pay lawyers that are good enough to keep them out of jail. But that's the same thing, the same reason why Donald Trump isn't in jail. In jail, you know, it's like, you know, if 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 you can fund it, you, you know, there's one law for the poor and there's no law for the rich. Um. It is what it is. However, I also think maybe closer to home in our sort of society in the african sort of society there is a lot of um and I, that's the only one i can speak from really um because most of my christian have been in african society uh there is a shying away from some of these things because the stigma that's associated yeah. with it and, or you don't want to bring his name down too much and mm-hmm. so yeah we won't put it out there or something which i don't think is right but i think that's why maybe at least in the circles that i've been in I we don't see. Luckily, I haven't been in circles where I'm seeing mass fraud or, or stuff. There have been abuses, but um, yeah, that that's those are the reasons why. Yeah, I think I've I've seen quite a few video like hurtful situations where the whole church is just has just been in disbelief that this man of God can do that or this woman of God can do that. Mm-hmm. And so you bring up legitimate concerns and, and it, like, it's not even allegations, like this person has done this, but they're like, no, nah, you're tarnishing the man of God's name. Like, mm-hmm. And then you being ostracized and excommunicated for telling the truth. Yeah. Um, and so it's almost like the, the church has now stood to, to defend this guy as opposed to just being like no like let's let's find out if there's any truth in this um which which isn't helpful um so there's there's a lot of and i think again i'll, I'll use this example um that there when doing the the safeguarding training there was a priest who had been a sex offender like and after like was a sex offender blah 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 he came out of prison and then became a priest and then he started running <laughs> this year-long 
apprenticeship scheme for young boys to see if they wanted to become priests and stuff. And it's like, where the where the checks? Where's the safeguards? Mm. But because this mm. guy was a priest, he was like high. He was like seen, and he was in good favor with most people within the community. Like he mm. had wormed his way into the police force and blah blah blah. So everyone just viewed him as an upstanding citizen. Mm. And so when Mandem, who had been abused, were saying like this guy is actually doing a madness during the year, because during that year he actually had he built like a shelter where the people would come and live with him for the whole year. Mm-hmm. and so it's, for that year they were just being exposed to different things but mm-hmm. people were people were like trying to complain and say stuff and they were just like nah like this is not the character of the person that mm-hmm. we, we see mm-hmm. and so there's this false image and things aren't really taken aren't taken seriously and it's, it's not helpful which then makes people unwilling to to present any allegations or present things um and to a degree we've kind of gone to the opposite end where we believe everything that people have said without actually like scrutinizing and making sure that things are the way they are there there's it, there's a tension there to encourage people to come through but also to treat allegations as allegations and to do thorough investigation well um, it should, I, I i think that systems should be in place such that such allegations can't be made like i i think it, it should be that you know those safeguarding things are, are actually really considered and, and churches are very sensible about doing them and so don't put mm. someone like that in a position where such an allegation can even be made you know and I think that the other thing I, I wanted to say was that a lot of the time they or actually I should rather say be careful when they build in blind loyalty and blind faith to mm. a person into some of these like churches and uh, part of the culture that you are blindly loyal to not god this person and so then anything comes out about that person you have people you know throwing down defending because that's been built into church culture and that's been built into all the sermons and all the material that goes there it's like yeah this is my guy this is mine you know and, it's and a trap. can't say yeah. anything about them he's having shot so hard right now fam fam but it's facts, though. It's a trap. It's a cult. It's it a is a cult. cult. It's a cult. It's what. It's what. You know, unfortunately, it's what cultists do. <laughs> there's a, Man, there's them a having their congregation eat, cro- eat grass and that, talking about this is manna from heaven. There's a UFC fighter, um, Diego Sanchez, and his coach is this. The coach calls himself a master of self-awareness. Right, the guy's in there fighting, like literally, in, and I I use it because fighting is one of the most um instant measures of what's working and what's not like you're getting punched in the face what you're doing is not working but his coach and now he's got one coach he's got one corner man this guy is teaching him something where he's holding his hands up like this like you know if you've got prayer hands and you've separated them and that's supposed to create a force field and guys getting beaten up and yet there's such loyalty to this coach you the fighter can't even say he's not even able to say what i'm being taught isn't working or because they build that loyalty in and and then anyone that says anything against him becomes an enemy and automatically you don't listen to what that person's saying so that's that's all i'm saying is yeah fam i was about to drop a hashtag but i won't do it (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah, with safeguard, with church safeguarding, do you think it's uh, it's up to every individual church to do that, or do you think that there's a need for like a church overseeing federation? So like, I just feel like with like nearly every other like type, type of organization, there's like governing bodies for them that mm-hmm. encompass the, the the whole thing. But it, 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 it seems with churches, anyone can say, oh, I'm going to start a church. Um, there's no, you don't have to register. There's, there's no way to, to like track the church. It's, mm-hmm. I want to start a church. I want to start a church. Um, so do you think it needs to be, what's the word? Well, if, if, I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly, the, the idea of having like a federation on top of everything will still present the same issue because if, 
it, right now, for a church to be recognised by government, it needs to be a registered charity and, and all of those things. And there is facility for it, and the government has certain things that they used to overlook. Having the, having a church federation that does that will present the same thing. It will still be, well, we're a group meeting in our house, and it's a Bible study, but actually we're a church, and, and we don't want to register, and we don't want not to. I think you still have the same issue. The problem is then, the Bible, I think the Bible presents a good overseeing thing where the structure of the church shouldn't allow this the leadership isn't one person the leadership is a fivefold um, conglomerate of these various offices that hold each other accountable and the leadership are servants so i think the bible itself presents a system that would otherwise you know mitigate a lot of these issues it's just that we're not necessarily using the bible for church service which is so interesting and when I talk about Ooh. federation, like... Oof, I felt another shot there as well, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Try slide it under the radar and thing. In my idea, like what a federation or like an like an overseeing body would would do is that so like we were talking about before, um, if you go to a church and say XYZ has happened because of XYZ, yeah. you might not get believed. But if there's a governing body, you you, you can go to someone um and say this this has happened and then an investigation can be done mm. if that makes sense yeah um and 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 i think i'd, I'd want it to be like a church federation as opposed to like a fully government one because i just feel like christians would understand christians better than trying to, us being which which denomination would that? Actually, wait, 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 wait. no, 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 no. Actually, no, 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 no. They shouldn't be Christians. They can't be Christians. Facts. Facts. Because 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 Christians would just be giving people blies. Bro, shouldn't. like I'm I'm gonna name drop. Like I'm fully just gonna name drop. Car. This thing, this thing was on, this thing was on BBC Panorama and that. So like it's not. Still got away like, with it. Bro, like the Church of England on their racism stuff. Now, this, this is like that, that is spiritual abuse. The Church of England and racism stuff. Um, I might get myself in trouble for these things, but ah, well, um, on their racism stuff, yeah. How is it that those in power who are meant to be like safeguarding people are actually showing grace to the perpetrators of this racism? And I'm like, I hear you, and I hear that um, as a Christian, you're trying to extend grace, but how are you working with the broken? How are you actually safeguarding those who are broken? And I think that's that's the fundamental problem that I find when it comes to a Christian community, where it's just like, let's if if something happens within the community, let's call it out. Let's not try to be on this, oh, yeah, fam, Jesus said to Peter, oh, yeah, like, this revelation of me, God gave it to you, two twos, get behind me, Satan. It was in, it was like a couple lines right afterwards. And that was a very sharp rebuke. And I feel like we're not, us men are just like, oh, you need to sit down for a month. What's that? I'm still getting paid from the church. Like, whatever. Like, how, how is that? How is that? So, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like when it comes to Christians, playing out as it plays out now i think that we're we're far too lean but there's there's a flip side where some people just like expel people for every little thing um so we, we heard you lying call you're suspended for a day or whatever um so I do, I do feel like it needs to be an external thing a governmental body and just showing that our leadership are held accountable to to the law to government and especially things that like the government have spoken so clearly too, and it's so widespread and rampant to be like, yo, we're taking this seriously. And if you're found to be in this camp, the full wrath of the law is gonna rain down on you. Um I feel like that that would be that would be healthy. So my issue, maybe I don't know if this is pride, whatever it is, I don't feel like non Christians would be able to do any better a job at policing Christians than good Christians would be able to. When I say uh, good, yeah. I mean fully Bible believing because we've seen not not we the Bible presents some heinous acts by men of God. David murdered someone 
But Peter, yeah. Peter, the problem is the, the, the problem with that is mm-hmm. there are so few, there are so few proper Bible believing Christians that this is the issue. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, you're right. Hey, we're, we're generalizing. Hey, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Man said I'm so just no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's do a survey. Um, I do hear that. I do hear that, and I do hear, and I think. I hear your pushback, Peter, and I almost feel like Christians ought to be living the way that we're called to live. Um, living holy, for the most part, is, isn't really um, engaged with as the Bible presents to the point where even in Antioch, they're like, you lot are followers of Christ. Like, their whole demeanour Mm-hmm. showed something of them following Jesus. And so they were first called Christians there. Um, but now it's like they don't even know if what you're doing, what you're on. Um, and and the, sorry, sorry, I finished. Finish what I was going to say was almost, yes, I, I don't think, I, I think that the, the leaders very well may be able to like slip and slide through this, the justice, justice system and stuff like that. Um, but I, f- I feel like that may almost serve to our benefit. Not that they got away with it, mm-hmm. but that we have submitted this person to that. Um, and so it's not like we failed. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it isn't that we have failed, but it's like the system, like the system that has been put in place to, to hold us has failed. And so even as we hand this person over so it's almost like hand this person over to satan for the reproof of whatever Mm -hmm. and then we Mm -hmm. can almost do work in the background to help build and almost be like this is why you shouldn't be doing this and even like they can the work can almost be going on hand in hand by just being like we take safeguarding very seriously and if this Mm -hmm. is something that you're going to breach we will hand you over to to, to the law enforcement. Like one of my old pastors mm. was like, if anyone was to come and confess a murder to him, he would sit down and pray with you and mm. then right after this call the police. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's I like the angle. Mm. Fair. Yeah. And I also feel like yeah. So getting non-Christians to do it, it would it wouldn't be like we're getting them to almost like govern how um how we're being christians or, or like how christian we're being it will just look like legit be there to oversee the safeguarding and to and the like mm-hmm. the, the like getting people to jail when you, when you need people in jail um yeah yeah it's like it's like even um when some of these pastors and preachers are being financially audited Mm. by like the IRS or whatever and they're legit hiding parts of their finances under the guise of oh no this is personal this is this this is that for me that is an issue Mm. and so and I say that to say like if we if we are meant to be living as Christ is our procedures and our actions Ought to be, they ought to be able to be scrutinized by the law and be found mm. faultless. Yeah. And so, even with Daniel, it's like when the people were trying to find a case against him, they were like, under the law, they couldn't find anything mm. because he was living as he ought to live. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they could do was in, in relations to his religion. And so they made a law that went contrary to his religion. And that's mm-hmm. how they found him. But in relations to the law of the land, faultless. Yeah. And so if we're living faultless, then we ought to be able to be scrutinized by the law and still stand faultless. If mm-hmm. not, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know the whole, like, um, give a seed to, like, get a million pounds that... On that ministry, yeah, is that a form of spiritual abuse? Yes. Again, so yeah, yeah, in 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 yeah, in in the in the context of spiritual abuse that you've given me, absolutely, because it's been faith and it's been religion that's been used as a pathway to do it. But yeah. really, 
I, I see it as just manipulation and it's it's taking advantage of people that aren't reading their Bibles themselves. Facts. So, 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 so with something like so with something like that, don't you think that we as a church have a responsibility to to like put a put put a stop to these like mega these mega parties who are, who well, are doing last time last time I said something like that I was told I had bad theology so and and this is the thing so we we've got I think different people have different approaches different stances and stuff so we've got people who are very much like yo I'm going to call out everything that I find is wrong blah 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 and they've been slapped with the label of a Pharisee. Mm. Um, when the preachers are justifying it like if God wants me to preach in this country I should go there immediately I shouldn't have to wait for an economy flight I need to have a private jet to be able to just zoom there all right all right I see you trying to justify your madness but that's cool Mm. Um, and for some people they've they've almost gone so far in that they're trying to expose everything that they find is wrong so they're almost looking for little chinks in people's armors to be able to to be like oh look 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 there's something there and then that then starts to discredit everything that they do um and i think what one one thing that i stand by and i don't quite know how it plays out in this in this context but one thing that i stand by is in order to to figure out if a note is fake you don't study all the fake notes in the world you study the real mm-hmm. and then anything that deviates from the real note regardless of how minor or whatever you recognize that this note is fake because it deviates here 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 and so even in our attempts to point out false teachings and doctrines we should be able to point out why they're wrong to be able to say you shouldn't be like, charging your congregation, um, you shouldn't be telling your congregation to buy you a private jet because of these reasons, mm-hmm. biblically. And so we're not just throwing out accusations or pointing fingers, but being able to walk through these things. And I think, and also, it's not we don't build a ministry around tearing other people's ministries down, but rather building up Christ, like exalting Christ and building the people up and then allowing them to then be able to discern for themselves. If, if we're spoon feeding everything, people almost don't, they don't become Bereans. If we're trying to instill a Berean sort of mentality, not that we leave the wolves and sheep's clothing and them to stay around, but we grant people the tools to be able to discern that for themselves. And as Peter was saying, some people aren't, aren't in a space that they want to recognize it. They've bought into that lie. Or the leadership have, have found very clever ways of shutting down any sort of rebels. Um, so yeah, it's so I think the best way to do that is to raise Bereans who actually study the Bible for themselves and will challenge anything that doesn't line up with it. Okay. Ah, oh, it's so sad, you know. Yeah, like it's it, it, it's so crazy knowing all the stuff that's going out there, but there's like nothing legally you can do about it. Well, if there's any call to action, I think it's that we pray, that we pray for the body and that we pray for our leaders. Mm. And I think that falls on us as well to do. So, Bro, like, and I'm, I know that we've, we've dropped the name before, even like SPAC. Yeah. There was a whole investigation. Yeah. There was a, got everything was out. That, that Don on YouTube was doing expose after expose. Like, literally every night there was another expose. Them man are still renegade. If you, if you, and that, that's, that was my initial issue with the law of man is it's not perfect, it's fallible. It's so there will always be ways around it. Mm-hmm. But, but at least, even if the guys got away, at least by nature as a church, as it was before, is it, is it running? Mm. And so that's like, at least oh, it's is it not now. Yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, they, it's a, they've done their things. Yeah. yeah. Small victory, but, you know, gotta take this sometimes. <laughs> Man's hop stepped it back to Nigeria and Fendi. Um, so, last question, just, just, just um, before we round up. So, you know, like, you know, a lot of time people will say that 
vengeance is the Lord's, you know, people, uh, just wait for people to be, to be, um, um, have, have to come before God and give an account of what they've done. Do you think that we should, we should be looking forward to people having to give account of the like, madness that they've done? Or like, should we, sh- or, or like, should, should the hope that God will, um, God's vengeance will fall on someone be something that gives us joy or hope or peace or joy yeah I think I've, I've wrestled with this a lot and especially around sexual abuse and having different conversations with people and I think I, 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 there's, there's a danger of throwing out an ideal without actually sitting with someone who has gone through this and like sitting with them as they wrestle through this and just being like, oh, vengeance is for the Lord, so just just hold this L, essentially. Um, and I, I feel like when, when it speaks about vengeance is for the Lord, it very much speaks to the heart with which you go about seeking justice, the heart with which you go about seeking retribution. If it's a case of you hurt me and so I want to hurt you back, then I feel there's an issue there. Not so much because that he hurt you, but more so that you're still holding on to the hurt. And it, there's there's a reality in which the hurt can be very deep. But I think the first turn of event should be seeking healing from God. Now that healing may come through different forms and different shapes and you may need counselling and stuff like that. But seeking to move into a space of healing where you're not now seeking justice from a place of malice or hatred or anything like that, but there's like a wholeness within you. And then whether if you do seek justice, then it's very much from the space of safeguarding the community. And so you're looking to the community to be like, this person is a predator, or this person has done X, Y, or Z. And in order to safeguard the community, this person needs to be either removed or be placed in a, in places in a, in a space where he can be rehabilitated. Um, and that then isn't necessarily vengeance, but it's justice and a safeguard in the community. And I don't, and, and so that's why I'm like, I would de- definitely advocate for healing for the person. And so when you're going about seeking justice, it isn't from a place of malice or it isn't from a place of just, I'm trying to hurt him back or hurt her back, but rather trying to safeguard the environment and trying to seek. Because yeah, the worst thing you'd want is you're running after this person, like God, this person did X, Y, or Z to me. And then this person comes to faith. Fam, that's going to mess you up. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say your rapist comes to faith and now his hands are up in worship talking about all oh, my sins are forgiven and you're still burning with what he did to you. Mm. That's the worst position to be in. That's a Jonah and Nineveh sort of thing. Bro, because facts, he has been forgiven. Because you're going to forgive them. And then, does, and then my man's upset. I think, as, as Mo was saying, vengeance vengeance satisfies your wrath. It satisfies your personal wrath. And I think there will always be issues there. You know, justified or not, there will always be issues there. And so I, I completely agree with Mo that justice can be sought after, but I think it should be sought after after um, a person's sort of been dealt with on their own heart issues because seeking vengeance will always be a... Um, a self-serving um, mm. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and you know, being human, it's not easy to be able to like give up for yeah. the fullness that we have, especially when madness has been done to you or someone that you know. That's why we're um, not. That's why we're not called to be human. We're called to be Christ-like, and He's given us the grace and the Spirit to do it. I'm not saying it's easy. It's, uh, Amen. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's, I, I know, I know that. I think for the most part, all three of us have had some really hard conversations with individuals who have been through some traumatic situations, mm. um, especially females who have been through some really traumatic situations, and mm-hmm. just sitting in that and just being like, "Wow, like this is mad," and then processing with them and even if not processing with them just recognizing their impacts recognizing how it's now shaped this person how it's influenced this person 
and how they're then going to like interact with the rest of the world and that and just being like how would you navigate this and then to think about that being at the hands of someone who spiritually was meant to be a shepherd to them was meant to be someone who was actually like pointing them towards god that yeah yeah it's a lot but all things work out in the end i mean it's, it's not the best of it's not the best of constellations in the present sometimes but yeah. All right, let's finish. This is too sad. Let's finish. Yes, man. Mm. Yeah. You should have just kept talking about ejaculation, to be honest. <laughs> That's part of the problem right now. Hey. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we go to hookups, please? Oh, people have been hooking up, Peter. <laughs> but they don't go to jail. <laughs> yeah. My, my hookup is 999. No, I'm joking. Um, no, but if, if you need to use that, please do. Um, and and like if you have been through something like this please find a good counsellor like there are good counsellors about um, tap into your church if it can be trusted and just find someone who can give like god- godly counsel um, like trauma is real spiritual trauma is real don't, don't sweep it under the rug don't allow it to shape or mar how you view god because of how his representative has treated you. So yeah, like seek seek professional help um, and seek restoration and wholeness in and of yourself, even as you should go about seeking justice in the situation. Um, and yeah. Don't, and don't downplay your feelings. Your feelings and how you feel about the situation is important and should never Facts. be dis- dismissed. Facts. Facts. Um, so yeah, in terms of hookups, my hookup will be an anime, an anime on Netflix. Um, I sent it to the group and then man just tried to, a man like Kevin tried to get at it, but when my iPad finally knows, I'll get the name. Yasuke. Yasuke, there we go. Yasuke. Hey, fam, wavy. I started watching it. I'm liking it. It's only four episodes for the first season, which I'm not too happy about. It comes like Castlevania and that. Then man only giving us like four or five episodes a season and thing, when Avatar is giving us like 26. Like other things are giving us mad episodes. You men are giving us four. What? Yeah, yes. Black Samurai Chase. Um, sticking with the Netflix theme. Um, my hookup is a series called Jupiter's Legacy. Um, yeah, that that looks it looks. I've I've watched the first three episodes. Um, sort of deals with the. Actually, I'll just leave you to watch it. It's 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 it's, it's dope. It's about superheroes and and their lives and dealing with the expectations of them, their understandings of morality and stuff like. It goes fairly deep. Um, so yeah, uh, Jupiter's Legacy. I think it's formerly image, an image comic or something by Mark Millar um, that they turned into a series. So yeah, have have a watch. Hey, I like this. I'll read the synopsis because the synopsis is very intriguing. Mm. They're the first generation of superheroes, mm-hmm. but as they pass the torch to their children, tensions are rising, and the old rules no longer apply. Yeah. Hey, I'm adding this to the to my list. <laughs> yeah, it's decent. It's decent. Cool. Uh, my hookup is a YouTube show called Blue Therapy. <laughs> Blue Therapy. Blue Therapy. It's by the same people that made um, Backchat London. Okay. And it's basically like um, couples therapy, but correct shit black <clears throat> people's therapy. It's so dysfunctional, can't stop watching it. They've got. Is it real? So is it real or is it like scripted and stuff? Uh, I hope it's scripted <laughs> for the sake of the people in these relationships. Uh, how can one guy be clicking at the counselor? Say, hey. <laughs> what? Oh, man. 
He was so. outrageous. But anyway, cool. Let's round up. Shout out to Reed for the intro outro music. Have mm. turn for the Audrey Amazing logo. Come on. But on Twitter, at UK. Mm. Instagram, TBS Furnace. Mm. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. Mm. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacks' first no apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, Blacks' first no apostrophe. That's it. Sweet. Come on. Back to further signing that and that. Don't know.